0: Good morning, city based family and friends. It's a privilege to be able to bring God's word to you once again this morning. I'm missing being in fellowship with you, and I'm trusting that it won't be too long before we'll be able to meet together once again and just really have fun together, being in each other's company. This morning, we'll be continuing with the series of leading ourselves. And today we'll be continuing from where we left off last week, speaking on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For too long the church has allowed the enemy to rob us from using the gifts that God has given us the way that they are intended to be used. And we the church have shot ourselves in the foot by listening to the lies of the enemy. And the reason he has wanted to stop us from using them is because he knows that when we use them, the way that they are intended to be used, they bring glory to God. They cause people to believe in God, to love God, and to grow in God. And the enemy doesn't want this to happen. In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1, it tells us, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed, God does not want us to be ignorant of the gifts He has given us. He wants us to understand them, know how to function in them, and then go ahead and operate in them. I' just like to add this in. None of us are know-it-alls when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If I can put it this way, we are all like apprentices in training. The more we use the gift, the better we will become at using it. Allow people to make mistakes. That is how we grow and learn how to do it correctly. If a person makes a mess, take them aside and lovingly explain what they did wrong so that they will not feel crushed or embarrassed to step out in faith again and try again. Encourage them to do it again. Teach them how to do it. Last week I said that God has given us these gifts to use, not to... Just put them on a shelf and let them look all pretty. But he wants us to use them. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are precisely that. They are gifts, God's gifts, given to his people for the extension of his kingdom and for his glory. A gift is intended to be a good thing, something you can't wait to unwrap. As Christ's body, we should be excited to unwrap the gifts he has given us. We should be waiting in anticipation for them to be unwrapped and to be used to their full potential. They should bring us joy when we use them. And I was thinking of my children on Christmas Day, how excited they are to wake up early in the morning, rush through into the lounge and unwrap their presents. And this is how we should be excited to see what God has for us. Last week I also mentioned that the gifts of the Holy Spirit can be put into three categories. We have the vocal gifts, which are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Then we have the revelation gifts, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Then we have the power gifts, faith, healing, working of miracles. Last week we looked at prophecy, and this week we are going to look at tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And this is a touchy subject for many people. I know my father and his friend were asked to leave the church that they were in because of it. It can feel scary and intimidating, but that's not how God intended it to be. He wants you to be excited about receiving it. So before you make up your mind on the subject, let's have a look at what the Bible has to say about tongues and interpretation of tongues. And then you can make an informed decision about them. So we're going to start off this morning by looking at tongues but before we do that let's read 1 corinthians 12 and we're going to read from verse 4 to 11 now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit and there are varieties of service but the same lord and there are varieties of activities but it is the same god who empowers them all in everyone to another, the interpretation of tongues, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So, what is it, this gift of tongues, that is spoken of in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10? Plainly put, it is another way God uses to communicate with and through his people. Many believers, especially new believers, struggle to get their heads around the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And that they, the two go hand in hand with each other. And actually it's not that complicated, but it does need some clarification. Just like in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, we see Peter get up and he explains to the people what has taken place. And so I'm trusting that with God's help this morning, I'll be able to explain tongues and the interpretation of tongues to you in a way that will be simple to understand so that you will end up wanting this gift, desiring this gift, and operating in this gift. The Bible teaches us that there are two types of tongues, the tongues of men and the tongues of angels, and we can see this in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1. Reading out of the NRV, If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. The tongue of men is a language understood by those who hear it, but not necessarily by the one bringing the tongue. An example of this is found in Acts 2, verse 4 to 6. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now now they were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven, and at the sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. This was a supernatural occurrence which still happens from time to time today, and I've heard several stories over the years of a tongue spoken by someone in a language they had never learnt or known, but which was understood by the person that was hearing it. This is what we call tongues of men. The second one is tongues of angels. Tongues of angels is also a language, but not one that can be learned or understood by anybody. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. This type of tongue needs interpretation. As crazy as this sounds, it's true. Many people ask, how can I speak a language I've never learnt?" The answer is that it is only possible with God. It is he who gives one the words to say, Although it may sound strange initially, it will eventually become fluent, even normal. And Christians who do speak in tongues say that they couldn't think of not using this gift of speaking in tongues. It's important to understand that there are two types of settings in which tongues may be spoken. The first one is in a devotional setting and the second one is in a corporate setting. So let's take a deeper look at these. In the devotional setting, the devotional tongues are more for private use. And we can find this in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, the first part. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. This is such an awesome gift, as it strengthens our inner man. In fact, the Bible says that when we pray in tongues, our spirit man is praying to God. There is no need to be scared of this as it doesn't mean we disengage from or lose control of our minds when we are praying in tongues. We can stop and start when we want. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 14 to 15 sums up what happens. For if I pray in the tongue my spirit prays but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praises with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Every believer is able to speak this type of tongue. This is where the crunch comes, if you desire to do it. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, the first part, Now I want you all to speak in tongues, Devotional tongues are particularly helpful in times of intimate worship when we are facing fear or crisis in our lives. And so it's good to be able to speak in tongues. The second one is a corporate tongue. And the corporate tongue is for public use. For example, at a church meeting or a small group meeting, at a prayer meeting etc they are similar to devotional tongues but they do require interpretation 1 Corinthians 14 verse 13 says this therefore one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret A big question is often asked how do I know when I should bring a corporate tongue and what do I do about it Now, let me use this as an example You come to church on a Sunday morning, and during the service, you suddenly feel the urge to speak in tongues in the middle of worship. But you feel it's not a devotional tongue, but rather it's a corporate tongue. God may show you that this tongue is for the broader church, and that it's not just for yourself. So what do you do with it? My suggestion is that you leave your seat and you go and share this prompting with the person who's leading the meeting. If they agree, they will probably provide a gap for you during the worship time to be able to bring this corporate tongue to the church. So what do you do? Without creating any hype, you speak what God has given you. Don't add anything to the word or leave anything else. Bring it just the way that God has given it to you. And then you go and sit down. The meeting coordinator will most probably call for an interpretation of the tongue from someone in the meeting. That person will step forward and share the interpretation with the church. The interpretation may even come through the person who has shared the tongue. I'm going back again to that 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13 scripture. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. If the meeting coordinator doesn't allow you to either bring the interpretation or the tongue, don't let it worry you. You are free from your responsibility and the onus falls on the meeting coordinator. Your obedience to the Holy Spirit, prompting frees you up. And what happens after that is no longer your concern. Remember that humility is a quality that Jesus really rewards. So guard your heart in such instances that you don't become bitter towards the meeting, co- towards the meeting coordinator or that you pick, an, pick up an offense. And then what happens is you never step out in faith again. There may be a perfectly good reason for the meeting coordinator holding back or releasing your tongue at that time. What matters is this. You obey God. The final point is one needs to understand that corporate tongues is a sign, it's a gift to unbelievers. We see this in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 22 from the, new, from the NRV. Tongues then are a sign not for believers but for unbelievers. And this makes sense because when used biblically, this gift demands the attention of unbelievers And they can see God at work. So let's not despise this gift, or else it will not operate in our midst. Then we move on to the interpretation of tongues. What is it? It's it's, It's a supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to enable the believer to understand a language being spoken without first having learned it. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 27 says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, let someone interpret. Tongues must be interpreted if given in a corporate meeting. The purpose of the gift, it reveals the mind of the Holy Spirit at that time. Interpretation has nothing to do with translation. It is by the Spirit Both tongues and interpretation of tongues may even come through in a song. There's a testimony that I'd like to share from a guy um, called Garfamiel and and a lot of the, the notes that I'm using come from him. And he says, I was in a meeting once where tongue was brought from the front. A visitor from a conservative Christian background happened to be there that day. She had no understanding of the gift of tongues and had come to the church to be consoled due to a very sad family crisis. Whilst everyone else was hearing the tongue that they obviously couldn't understand, she heard the tongue being brought to her in her own language, which was English. I know this sounds strange, but God literally allowed her to understand the tongue even before the interpretation came. And she was greatly encouraged by what the Holy Spirit had said to her. My point is that the gift of tongues corporate is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit and cannot be fathomed by the natural mind. So I want to say to you, why not ask God for the gift of individual and corporate tongues as well as the interpretation of tongues?
1: He wants you to have
0: them. I remember as a young man, our youth pastor came from a church that did not believe that speaking in tongues was still for us today. And in our church at that time, there had been a lot of teaching going on around the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But because of what he had been taught previously, he was very reserved in this area. And he was reluctant to believe in speaking in tongues. And I remember him sharing the testimony that one day during um, our praise and worship time of singing to the Lord, the Lord came and filled him with his Holy Spirit and he spoke in tongues and we just saw how this changed this man's life. And you may come from the same sort of background where you have been taught that tongues was for disciples or it is no longer for us today. I believe that all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still for us today. Can I encourage you to go before the Lord and to ask Him to reveal Himself to you in this area? Go before the Lord with the attitude of, If you are giving this gift to your people, I want it. Lord, I want to receive this wonderful gift that you have for me. And then step out in faith and start to speak the words that you are receiving. It may feel strange and and sound strange, but the more you practice it, the better you will get at it. If you are asking the Father for tongues and the interpretation of tongues, that is what he is going to give you. In Matthew chapter 7, reading from verse 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if you ask for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? So I want to say to you, ask. And the Father will give to you. This is a wonderful gift to have. Don't be scared of it. Can we pray together? Father, I want to thank you for this gift of the Holy Spirit. With the ability to be able to speak in tongues. And the ability to interpret what we have spoken. Father, I know many people have been hurt in this area of this gift, and many people are unsure about this gift. But I pray this morning that with what I have had to share, that it will make very clear what your intentions are with this gift and why it is important for us to have this gift. Father, I pray for our people, those that do not speak in tongues, I pray this morning that, Father, they will go before you and that they will seek your face in this area. And I pray that you will place inside of them a desire in their heart to want this gift. But not only um, to speak in tongues, but also to be able to interpret tongues. Father, you want us to have this gift. I pray that our desire will be, yes, Lord, we want it. Father, I thank you for these wonderful people, for this wonderful opportunity that I've had to be able to share your word with them this morning. I pray that you bless our people, that you go with them, and that, Father, you will continue to protect them. I ask all of this in the wonderful and precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you again next week. Amen.